Welcome back, everyone. This is Fig and Lock Coast to Coast. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. Well, everybody, it's been another busy fall week. I hope everyone's enjoying this beautiful weekend. Uh, how are things looking out where you're at, Mr. Lock? Oh, things are about to get cold. Uh, like after uh, Monday, we're going to get some rain out here to 757. And April's dropped down to the 50s. That's crazy. So get your jacket. Get your jackets out. Hoodie weather, sweatpants weather. I can't wait. I ain't gonna lie, man. I miss it. I do. I really miss it. I, and I was, I think we we're, we're before the podcast, we were talking. We actually managed to find the one pumpkin patch in all of Hawaii, I think. Um, you know, last year we went to this place and they shipped in the pumpkins and just kind of threw them out into a dirt field, um, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, but this time around, I thought I was expecting the same thing. And this time we were treated to an actual pumpkin patch. And you can not only that, but you could go out and you could pick like corn and string beans and. All kinds of stuff. It was it was pretty neat, but I miss I do miss the the hoodie weather. I'm actually going to be experiencing it in November. I'm traveling out there for work, so uh, out to Virginia. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to go from you know one extreme to the other, but um, I look forward to it. Yeah, that that's gonna be jet lag. That's what's gonna be. Yeah. Well, good thing is it's weird because I will be behind the time, so like I'll have no problem staying up late. But getting up in the morning is going to be rough, real, yeah. real rough. Um, all right, well, folks, in this week we're going to talk about um, celebrity and celebrities and celebrity role models. And what prompted this discussion was, if you haven't been following, Kanye West over the last few years has become more and more uh, right wing in his thinking, uh, which is you know a, a lot more conservative, um, and he's. In most recent news, he's really said some pretty outlandish things um, to the point where he was on uh, called Drink Champ with Nori, Noriega. Noriega. Yeah. And he basically just said uh, some anti-Semitic things about Jews owning the industry. Uh, he talked a lot about he denied George Floyd and that ever being uh, an incident, or at least the way that the, the media portrays it. Um, he, he's just said a lot of, um, pretty outlandish things that I know have upset a lot of people inside the black community. Um, I'll turn over Mr. Locke for any details I may or may not have missed. Well, it, it's, it's, uh, Kanye West has had a, a turbulent week and it goes, it, it's pretty tough. At the beginning of last week, he was on Tucker Carlson's show. He did a one-on-one with him and that's where he started all the spewing the, uh, rhetoric if you will um, on a wide range of subjects that's are very important to him not to much to anybody else but he's polarizing because he is he takes himself to be a uh, a staunch republican i'm saying that in quotation marks because it's just i think i think he's kind of doing that for the i don't know for the clout you know to be in the showing to be the alpha in the room trying to act like almost donald trump he's been kind of on Trump's bandwagon ever since he became president. You saw him at in New York at the hotel show with the blonde hair in the lobby with him to in the White House with the red hat on. And he was at a fashion show with a White Lives Matter shirt with Candace Owens. Um, you know, and I guess he watched her documentary because he went on Drink Champs, which is a show on Revolt. Um, it's actually pretty good. When you have people actually just talking about music, you get a little insight. They talk about insight. People just pretty much smoke weed and drink and 
hang out. That's all he does. Noriega is not a great host. His job is to hang out. That's his job. He's not going to give pressing answers. He's not a columnist or a journalist. He's a former rapper who makes money off media now. And he let Kanye West go on his show for the third time now. And Kanye West started spewing more of that. Started going in. He went on to talk about a, a vivid amount of subjects. He even talked about Trevor Noah looking black, not actually being a black man, even though he's from Africa, uh, to different things like Diddy and stuff like that. Diddy, I think he has something to do actually with part owning uh, Drink Champs, which is kind of weird because after the show, like before the show came on, they actually pitted a little like disclaimer. It says, Diddy and Drink Champs does not stand behind things that Kanye West says. So it's hilarious that he went down like that. Um, but yeah, Diddy, uh, not Diddy, but Kanye, he just on an absolute tirade, just getting things off his chest. This marriage breakup right here is really tearing him apart. And he does this over a big old shed of God. Oh, I'm doing this in God. I'm God's son. And da 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 da. And it's like, no, man, don't don't do that. Just don't just don't do that, Kanye. Yeah, it's weird. Um, you know, given there's a lot of us who are old enough now to have fall really fall followed his career since the very beginning. And we were talking before this. Um, you know, when I was in the early was it? He kind of came out when the mid late two thousands was when he really he hit came it out. Technically, yeah, he dates back to about Blueprint one. Um, was College Dropout his producer. first big? Yeah, but College Dropout was the first yes. big one, right? The really big album that yes, kind of put him on the map. Um, and I remember that it was in the wake of the big accident um, where he almost lost his life. Um, and uh, he was he was, his lyrics were really speaking um, not just to black men, but to I think to I think in the past a lot of hip hop spoke mostly to um, you know. And pardon the expression, but lower income or, or, or poor black men, you know, people who are, you know, really, you know, struggling to survive. I think Kanye West, his lyrics kind of spoke more to the middle class black man, um, you know, and got out, you know, kind of hit a chord with, you know, um, with that or woke something in, in, in black people in, in their in their condition. Not just, you know, I think it's I think, you know. Gangster hip hop brought to the forefront the fact that there are there are a segment of the population that is living a certain way of life and it, that is completely unjust. But then I think Kanye West spoke to a chord of Black Americans that live in more in, a, in the middle in the middle in the middle class environment that maybe they didn't necessarily realize that they're that that's the way they were being treated was also in equally unjust. Um, and they became, he helped them become more aware of it. So he really spoke to the fan base that in that that way. His lyrics also spoke a great deal to um, some middle class white Americans as well. So his popularity just kind of like skyrocketed. I mean, I think I think on uh, Aziz Sanzari and some of his com comedian show or you know comedy shows, and he talks a great deal about how his nephew uh, Darwish is a huge Kanye Fest, yeah, West fan, and they, were, and they were good buddies. And, you know, so uh, he really spoke to this, like, young, like, middle-income, like, young college-level crowd. Um, and then you kind of just kind of watch his career, and, like, after his mom dies, things kind of take, start to take a turn. 
it seemed because my understanding his mom was kind of his moral compass to a degree so she passes um and he starts kind of wilding out just a little bit then he comes out with i forget the album but i know some i have some friends who are really big fans of it where he's it's basically his born again album where he's really well, after he after like his mom died he had 808's heartbreak come out and then That's after right. 808 heartbreak came out then he moved to yeezus and yeah, Jesus's right. yes. were. Yes. I, I listened to the album. I, I liked that album, and you know, it, it's very interesting because the first song on that album was like Black Skinhead, and back then it was very like taboo to hear that. And now it's like, whoa, he actually thinks himself that way because there was there supposedly when he had his rant right around the Life of Pablo album came out on with the TMZ headquarters, and uh, they deleted some of it out. And apparently some of the staffers, maybe, I don't know if they're just saying that for clout, but they said that he was talking about, hey, Hitler wasn't all that bad. Like, he was saying stuff like that there. You know, he also was the same man who said slavery is an option. So he, he he has, you know, when he first came out, his message was different, where he was trying to get in the game, and he cleaned on the people that that weren't gangbangers like that common most have quality right right stuff like that and uh backpack crap was they called it back then and you know i'm i was heavy into that i would consider myself a heavy kanye west fan uh, for the last three years my spotify says he's my number one artist and i list over forty thousand hours of music a year so it, it's it's definitely uh jarring to hear how he is now. I even like his last album that came out, Donda Nindafra's Mother. Um, I liked it, even though it was a straight church album. It, it, he, you know, they bleeped out the curse words, wrote songs about curse words on it. And um, Kanye West, when he wants to be, he's a very brilliant arranging uh, with music, sounds, um, writing music, and stuff like that. Uh, as a songwriter, he's not that great anymore. But yeah, I mean, that's, but as a, as a guy, I mean, he is a very forward-thinking person, and he has a lot of great ideas. I don't know what's happening right now. I can't explain it. I've been renouncing him all week. The people that I know, I renounced him to my wife, you know, stuff like that. People are like, oh, man, this is your boy. That's the guy you love. And I'm like, I, I can't. I, I can't. So I can't. Yeah, so I want to – so well, we could spend a whole podcast talking about the mindset of Kanye West. Um if, if, you, if you've listened to anything he's talked about on open media, social media, uh, there's a great interview that he does with Joe Rogan last season. Um, actually, I guess it would have been two years ago now because it was right before the election. And he, Joe Rogan, who's pretty good at you know, being a podcast host, obviously he's got thousands and thousands of followers. Um, even he had a hard time kind of making sense of this interview. I mean, he did it with a great deal of respect for Kanye as an artist, but I, I think he was even perplexed by some of the stuff that was coming out of Kanye's mouth. And there are some guests on that show who, who say some pretty outlandish things. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, uh, but I, I think what I want to, well, I want to turn this discussion toward is just in general, how dangerous it is for us to, idolize maybe or 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 use celebrities as as, in, as role models and you know because i think i think there's a lot of people out there who probably 20 years ago 10 20 years ago would have really you know 
uh, endorsed the fact, the idea of Kanye being a positive role model for their, you know, for their children or for or to themselves. But now, as you said yourself, you have to renounce that fact. You know, I mean, so um, I guess my question, I open the, I, I'll start with this question being like, what to to what degree or how do we? Our kids are going to grow up idolizing figure public figures. How do we inform the discussion or guide how they think or see these people? I guess I would say, first speaking, I would say do one be very honest. Just be honest, and you know, beyond that, just being honest, just debunk some of the things they're saying. I would say that because. Right now, in the year, the Lord's year, 2022 here, the Manosphere on YouTube, which we talked about last episode, is a very toxic area, sometimes for little kids to watch, um, is broken. There is a lot of YouTubers that are becoming very famous off very toxic behavior, which these young, impressionable minds are either seeing that they're seeing the jury, they're seeing the money seen the house and they said with all that i could act like that and have that what they're doing i could do that too i could be rude to women i could be disrespectful to other people i could say things crazy stuff you know you have the andrew tates out there who is off twitter facebook youtube because he went too far then you have sneeko who got kicked off of youtube as well because he went too far you know now you have kanye west off kicked off uh, Facebook and Twitter because he went too far. You know, you're, you're, that's just like, you know, yeah, and you still have other very toxic behavior podcasts. You have the Fresh and Fit podcast, which is pretty much a male chauvinist like gallery that people see beautiful women on there because they pay them to come on the show or they go on there for clout so they can push their Instagrams to become popular and then you hear them talk trash about them or talk bad about them and push male chauvinist ideas on that show doesn't necessarily mean that so you have to be sure to you have to siphon through it there is i'm not saying all the information other is bad i used to follow one youtuber before he passed away um and he he had his moments where it wasn't good and i would never defend that <clears throat> how he would act like that my wife would bring it up all the time you see how he's acting that's terrible i can't watch that because he acts like that and you're right and i'm like you know you're right that behavior is not good i'm not defending that but some of the good stuff he's talking about, you know, I, I'm, I'm with it. You know, I, mean, I like the, his fashion ideas and what he talks about, how to be a better, how to dress better and stuff like that. Like, I like that. That's good information to sink in. See, but I think when, when you see stuff, you want to idolize stuff like that. And it's tough. Well, I see, one thing is interesting. You're clearly more in tune as to what's on some of the more um, buried or i don't know i'm just some of the stuff you're talking like when it comes to like youtube you're, you're clearly more in tune with that stuff than i am um i like for me youtube i, I have my mom my, my youtube channels are related to like pop culture stuff like screen crush or ign and stuff like that so i don't really run across too much of that um what i will say some of the things i i find more i think i find more concerning are the people that are actually in the public eye not just on youtube or on or inside of social media space but they're on the news, like public news, CNN, Fox, whatever. I, you know, I, I think about 
Well, I mean, I'll, and I don't want to be. I'm not trying to be political, but it used to be like the president was someone that you could like you could stand up as a role model. You know, yeah, I remember. I remember growing up, like regardless of how, regardless of whether how you whether or not your family agrees with whether or not they're Republican or Democrat and the po- certain policies, the president as a as a role model as someone to aspire to be was something that everybody could relate to. Um, you know, so, you know, and I think with the election of Barack Obama, it even opened that up, that aspirational ability up to minorities. Um, and, but I think broke America. Yeah. But I think Trump, Donald Trump, you know, flipped that all on its head because the election of Donald Trump kind of showed America that you could be an, an, an abhorrent individual and still become elected it it highlighted to people that you could womanize and sexually assault and say outlandish things and instead of the instead of the people turning their back on that they embraced it so now even the president is someone you have to be careful you have to be careful about teaching your children to to model themselves after because it's no because like because now we're able to like you know, even and even past presidents too. Like, you can. I mean, it's no longer a secret that John F. Kennedy took many, like multiple mistresses and cheated on his wife many times. Um, it's not a secret anymore that Woodrow Wilson was a huge racist. Like, so, um, you know, my I had a conversation with one of my roommates from school, from college, and we were talking about. So we were talking about like so. I, you know, I went to VMI where one of our biggest heroes was Stonewall Jackson uh, to the degree that, you know, you had to salute him when you came out of the arch, which when I went there, I thought it was odd, but I never really thought much more, more, uh, more than that. But, you know, for the black students that attend the school, it actually, they actually began to realize this is wrong. Like, why am I saluting a, gen- a Confederate general who fought to oppress my people now they have since removed the statue over um, based on uh, a lot of the stuff that happened, you know, during COVID. And this upset a lot of people, obviously, because there's you know conservatives at the school who think like you know there's something wrong with that, which you know. But anyway, in the wake of this, I was having a discussion with my college roommate, and we were talking about you know we need to stop erecting statues to people and start erecting monuments toward ideas. And, you know, he had a good, he was like, you know, why don't we replace the statue with a monument to Medal of Honor heroes? Because, like, people that receive the Medal of Honor come in all, come in all shapes, sizes, and creeds mm-hmm. and colors. Um, and you can, you can actually, you know, um, reward or memorialize their bravery, their courage, their steadfastness. These are things that we can all get behind, you know. But again, you know, celebrity dumb is celebrity dumb. The cult of personality is what it is, and our children are still going to latch on to people who they want to be, whether it be sports people. Because you know, I'm sure there are a ton of kids out there that want to be Tom Brady. Um, there's a ton of people out there that want to be, um, maybe want to be a, a major actor like you know Leonardo DiCaprio. So like, how do we make sure that our our kids understand the slippery slope of 
of being a role model of, of, of these people as far as role models are concerned do you know i mean are there people that we think we can have our children emulate uh, i'm sure there are people out there that you emulate if we sat down and you could think of like a couple people like i can't think of i can't think of anything tom hanks did was bad other than having his son one of his sons is absolute garbage yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But beyond that, you know, the, like I, I, I think we shouldn't look to celebrities to modelize. And you know what? We've been young, but we've been young men before, and we've been. I've idolized somebody before. I'm like, man, I want to be just like that guy, you know. And because you see part of the picture, you don't see the entire picture. And that's the problem. Sometimes we idolize people. You see a part of the picture, you don't see all of it. Um, going back to what you said about presidents and people, a person you could like that and how right now it's gone to the point where the Republican Party kind of just looks at it as they realize that uh, uh, was it not that was it Ryan Ryan uh, like Tim Ryan but something Ryan he was used to be the old speaker of the house yeah Matt um, Ryan Matt was not Matt Ryan that's a quarterback oh wait um no wait, <laughs> that's a quarterback. It's bugging me now. I'm going to Google it because yeah, Ryan something. But he was on a he was somewhere and he was talking about it and he said flat out that Trump will not be our nominee for 2024. He said he's going to lose. He lost once. He lose again. And simple as that. And unfortunately for him, he is trying to bring back the moral compass back to the party. Paul Ryan around for Paul, Paul Ryan. Ryan. There you go. He's around for the negative, and now he's trying to pull it back. The problem is that. There is a lot more stupid people in the United States than he's prepared to deal with. And the gears that the gears of the media that control that to try to educate people to swing back the compass back the other way to get back into the middle isn't doing their job. Think about it. Kanye West was just on Tucker Carlson's show saying anti Semitic racism about Jewish people and the RJ RJC the the Republican Jewish Coalition of America did not send out a single tweet renouncing it, saying bad. You know what they did? They posted, they tweeted a picture of a like a a, Jew, a famous Jewish picture. That's all they did that day. You know, and people in the in the comment sections asking, "Are you going to say anything?" And then Donald Trump on on his site said some more stuff like that about. It's about Jewish people saying you got something coming or you're going to have something coming if you do something or whatever, something of that nature, you know. And again, there's no renouncing. And if when people that should be standing up and renouncing this stuff isn't standing up, the gatekeepers aren't saying something and saying, no, this isn't right. You may not like what I have to tell you, but this is what's best. Like, this isn't good. You can make your own choice, but I'm telling you. This is the true, honest, and this is the truth, and you have to hear the truth. And I think as us, as parents, with our children, you have to make sure that you just be honest with them. This person you're listening to and how he's acting, this behavior is not good. does not get you far. All because he, he or she acts a certain way, that's not the norm. They're the outlier. Yeah, I think you hit on the head, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, you know, about, and again, I want to... I want to kind of make sure we cage this a little bit. I'm, I'm I don't want to, I don't, I'm not here to say which is better, the Republican Party, or Democratic Party, and who's wrong or who's right and whatnot. But neither am I. I'm just saying that we'll, we'll um, kind of get to that, and you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, 
I, I think it's absolutely key that as as parents and you know as we as our sons grow up and look toward people or see these people and I'm not worried about my son, you know, I don't like, you know, looking at Kanye West as a role model. He doesn't know who Kanye West and he probably won't ever know who Kanye West is. And, you know, when he does become old enough to know who Kanye West is, he's going to look at him the same way I look at people who idolize Elvis, right? Like he's, you know, it'll be before his time. Um, so but I think about, I'm just forward thinking. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to th- be more wary of, you know, the of the people that he will encounter as he grows older, you know, and, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's all about being, if if society won't hold these people accountable, then we as parents have to hold them accountable. And that when our when our sons are exposed to these things, these ideas, um, we need to make sure that we course correct them and and, let, and inform them, as you said, and, and make sure make sure they understand the truth. Um, you know, so that they they realize that this person is wrong. Um, you know, uh, I, I one of the things I, I try to I try to you know be very um, adamant about in our house is critical thinking, like the idea that you know you know nothing is absolute gospel. Like you need to look at both sides of the argument. You need to look at what's fact and what's fiction, and you need to determine what you believe is the truth or at least as close as you can come to it because everyone's truth is different you know i mean there's always like you know there's that saying right that there's you know you have this and you have that and the truth is somewhere in between right and so that's yeah you know you that so that's why i try to like teach my son now granted he's only four you know right now he's infatuated with rocket ships and space shuttles and you know like right now he wants to be an astronaut which is great because an astronaut is a very is obvious is someone that you can you can prop up as a role model. Well, in most cases, sometimes they drive across the country in a diaper to go kill their former lover. But yes, <laughs> but <laughs> in most respects, you could you know um, you can put an astronaut up in front of your son, and, and they could aspire to be like that person. Um, and you know. Uh, Several weeks ago, he wanted to be a jet pilot, which again, which is great because you know that's a very worthwhile profession, and 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 I, that's something I I want to encourage. I do know I'm not naive to think that that's going to be the case forever. Um, I mean, your your stepson's a little older; he's ten, so he's probably, you know, and I suspect over time, my son is probably going to latch on to maybe a role model that is in sports, or maybe an, an actor or an actress or a rock star or hip hop artist, and. Uh, I think the key, as you mentioned, is as as parents, we need to make sure we're aware of what they're listening to and watching, and 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 seeing, making sure that the that if whoever that person is, that they are emulating the good, and that we are um, keeping to them and keep preventing them from emulating the bad, right? Yeah, and. Um... You hit it around the head right there. So it's just about being knowledgeable. Because I, we talked about this last podcast where parents aren't taking enough responsibility in their children's development. They want the world to teach their kids, but then they don't want their kids to teach their kids everything. They want to control what their kids are taught, but they don't want to be the one teaching. And as men, you have a, if you have a child that's a, that's a boy, you know, you're teaching your child how to be a man. And if you're a woman, you have a daughter, you teach a woman how to be a woman. And unfortunately, it w- in some households, um, if they're a single mother teaching a boy, 
they're going to have to teach that boy how to be a man. It might be a little bit tougher, you know, or maybe they could outsource it to a family member or something like that. But it, it, you just have to make sure that you're just being honest with them and a reality of things and how things go and go from there. Because this imagination, this this figment of imagination people live in sometimes, thinking think they can act a certain way. Um, I just watched a video two days ago of a very popular Twitch streamer, YouTuber named DJ Alchemist. He's not a DJ. He just calls himself DJ Alchemist, kind of like how Dr. Dre and Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, is not a doctor. And he um, was somewhere absolutely bad-mouthing his girlfriend. And he's telling her that I'm the prize, not you. And he's like, like berating her in public. And the night before, he was on Fresh and Fit podcast, literally berating a total stranger woman, you know, talking trash about her as she left. And, you know, it's it's gross. And there's men out there that see it and they're like, yeah, tell her off, man. Tell that woman. Women are trash. I'm like, dude, stop. That's not that's not it. That's that is not it, man. And they're just a little lost. And maybe being an older guy now, I can look on it. And it's just those things in life aren't important because when you look around and you get you start getting older, you get our age, you know, having family, having friends, uh, being cordial and being respectful, it goes a lot. It goes a lot farther than trying to be this fake alpha and thinking you could bully everybody around because it's lonely up there. When you get to the top, get that way, you're lonely. You're alone. You know? Um, yeah. No, 100%, man. Absolutely. I mean, this there's this toxic counterculture out there that's just fighting everything. Um, and, I, and this whole idea of, like, you know, I, I, you know I, I think about, like, the She-Hulk stuff. And... The show hits it right in the head about this this culture of, of men who who feel threatened by you know what we call it, wokeness whatever we want to call it, whatever term we want to use um, and it's really unfortunate uh, I know people I mean I'm sure people have always been scared of change um, I think our, our our society is definitely going through 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 a change um, and there are people who are who are raised a certain way who are of a more conservative ilk, and I don't mean conservative necessarily, you know, from a political standpoint, but just like they 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 latch onto what was what what they know or what's familiar to them from when they were young. Like, you know, um, I think the reason why make Make America Great Again resonates with so many people is because you know it made pe- it, it, it it people think everyone thinks that they're that their time growing up was the best time growing up, right? Like, you know, to this day, I still think the nineties are one of the best decades of all time, but I can guarantee you that somebody that that came after the nineties probably looked at the nineties as, as the most foolish time in American history. And they think the two thousands were the best time in American history, but it, it, you know, nostalgia is a very, is a very powerful force. And unfortunately it becomes so far powerful. It can be almost toxic. Um, and I know I don't think I realized to what degree our society had changed until um, I started working with more and more young people. You know, I mean, one of the benefits of being in the work I'm in is that every you know every four years you you come face to face with the, like the youngest generation, and you're working side by side with them. And uh, you're and you're and fortunately for me, in the position I'm in now, I'm at a point where I'm mentoring them, but and and also that you learn from them too and one of the things i've learned is that this 
this group, we, I know a lot of people give Gen Z a hard time, um, but the fact of the matter is they are far more con- socially conscious than I think anyone that's come before them has ever been. Um, you know, they don't look at sexuality the same way that we do. Like, um, to them, you know, they are fully able to have relationships with men, women, transgender, whatever. It doesn't matter because they've come to a point that, you know, relationships aren't solely based on physical attraction, but on the character of the individual. Um, they are more, they, they are more able to highlight injustices as it relates to, you know, race um, and bigotry and uh, then I think anyone that's come before them to a, a large degree. They are more uh, – also I, I like I, – I, I like and I kind of envy to a degree is also that they are more comfortable in their own skin. Like they don't – I don't think that – I don't – and I'm, maybe I'm – I could be full of shit here, but – they don't seem to be. They don't seem to succumb to uh, the the societal pressures of like what somebody should look like or how they should think, right? Like they seem to be more comfortable uh, in their own skin, you know. Uh, whereas our, I know our generation was always obsessed with being the the fittest and the thinnest and the best looking, uh, and that's something they don't they don't seem to be too preoccupied with. So, uh, I and I think this I think this societal change and these their voices are getting louder and louder, and I think that scares a lot of people. Well, that definitely scares a lot of people. I think I was thinking about that maybe, maybe last week about that, and because I work with young people as well, and uh, I had a girl at my job the other day was like, "Man, you're old. I I forget how old you are, and I, you're like you're as old as my dad." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's true, you know." And the younger generation, they do. I think it's easier for them to feel com- more more comfortable in their skin because. They're not stuck to tribes. Like when we were growing up, we were stuck into more of a tribal. We knew what our, what our area code was, whatever yes. our area code was. That's what we know, and that's it. And and that's it. Unless we saw on the news, or saw on MTV or BT or wherever we saw outside of our culture, that's the only time we knew something different. And with the internet, you could just know that. Hey, I like anime. Okay, am I by myself? You know, growing up in high school, it was like me, maybe three other people I knew that liked anime. I used to hang out with TJ after work, go over his house, watch Dragon Ball Z at five o'clock. You know, and that was it. You know, and you were kind of you're considered a nerd. Now there's so wide range of like anime of the people here, different forums, different this, different that. It's cool now. Now you're seeing these, you're seeing only fan models dressed like anime characters because it's cool because it's just. There's a wide range. People, you could be well versed in so many things. You could not just know some the one thing, and I think that's a major advantage of what it is. I, I hope I live twenty years from now to see what this world's gonna look like. Oh, Hunter, I, I agree. I think I know there are things that are happening around us every day that make it seem like things are bleak, but I, I really do believe that we are still progressing in the right direction. It's gonna be a long and bumpy road. Nothing happens overnight. But it is encouraging to kind of see where where society is headed. If if, if the people I work with, or the people that or the, if the young people that I work with have had the pleasure to work with, or the people running the country in twenty years from now, I'm fairly confident we're going to be in a good place. 
It's just unfortunately right now we have, I mean, our generation is, is, is running the country and our generation has a lot of infighting inside of it. And it's always been this way. Like, I mean, I'm, I mean, uh, I remember, you know, in the nineties, everything was about political correctness and there, you know, as soon as the 2000 rolled around, there was a huge backlash against political correctness. And then, and as a result of that, you know, as you roll into, you know, the Obama years and progressiveness came back into fashion. And, and so these things, they, they ebb and they flow. Um, they always will. You know, you know, one of the things I, I, I would say we benefit from as the, from at our age is that we have hindsight, we have perspective. So we can see that, you know, all this, these, this too shall pass, right, that mentality. Um, but from a role model perspective, you know, I think – um, I, I, I try to think that I like to think that Al, I, I can I can equip Alex with the. Everything all right? <laughs> yeah, everything's good. Yeah. No, I was. I, I think you know. Hopefully, I can equip Alex with enough good judgment so that he can pick a role. Because I'm not I'm not naive enough to think that I'll be my son's role model. I think. I hate that term, like, well, I'm going to be my son's role model. No, you're not, <laughs> because no son, nobody thinks their parents are cool. Nobody wants to be their parents. Like, you know, so I'm not naive enough to think that I'll be my son's role model, but I like to think I can equip him with good enough judgment that he can pick a responsible role model, and that if that role model isn't trying to be the kind of person that, I, that he should be, that he'll, like you have done, will, you know, drop that person. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I mean, only time's going to tell. People, or we have to make sure that we, like, we just got to keep our head on straight and make sure that we're trying to teach our teach our kids the right thing to do growing up. That's what's about, really. I mean, like I said, just be honest with them, being upfront with them, and you know, not not holding secrets, man. Because I mean, that's the biggest thing. If you're a young kid, I remember being young. Uh, curiosity killed a cat man that's not a it's not a saying that's a reality when you don't know something you seek it out and you you might not you might have think later that damn i should have listened to what that person said not doing it they said not to do it but they didn't really explain why and you know and that's that's the really big thing to explain the whys all about the whys yeah and I want to be—I want to be clear. I don't—I don't think role models are a bad thing. I mean, I think they definitely inspire us to be the things that we want to be. I mean, I, I'm sure, like Tony Hawk, has been an inspiration to dozens, if not millions, of skateboarders. Uh, I'm fairly certain that Tony Hawk inspired um, what's the redheaded guy's name? I can't think of it right now. Uh, Sean White. Sean White, and. I'm fairly certain Sean White is going to inspire a ton of people to come up behind him. I mean, the role models are a good thing. They inspire us to achieve greatness. But I think we have to acknowledge the fact that we're human, and humans have flaws. Um, and sometimes the small, the flaws are small. Sometimes they're really big. You know, I mean, I, again, like we talked, uh, I think we talked about this previously, but. You know, uh, I think again about Aziz Ansari and some of his comedy shows, and he talked about, you know, he could not, and I'm not gonna say he made a role model out of him, but he definitely uplifted him, and he uplifted R. Kelly, and then you know R. Kelly 
you know, turned out to be a really bad person. Yeah. I don't know too many people now who are out there trying to buy R. Kelly albums. <laughs> so I think no one's out there trying to buy R. Kelly albums. But yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, it was a there was a time where I was like, yo, R. Kelly's great, and then everything started falling down, and I had to renounce him too. Yeah. So it's 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 tough, you know. Yeah. What I mean, people you like, you find out, and and we're just naming these people. There's other people like like uh, there, there's a lot of people out there that just fell from grace, and it's just yeah. bad and, times. Yeah. And we just gotta make sure we un- people understand. We gotta make sure that we understand that people are people. We're human, because I mean, there, I mean, Kanye West, despite what he's said, it can't be denied. He is when it comes to music, he is genius. And if you're someone who's an aspiring musician, there's something there to be emulated, you know. But you have to be able to separate the person from the talent, I guess. Like, um, you know, uh, you have to be able to, you have to find a way to separate the eccentricities of the individual and and their and what and the talent it is that in, that inspires you. Um, which is a hard thing to do sometimes. It's true, you know. Um, speaking on that, uh, if you if you want deeper insight on like from a rapper, uh, J Cole, he has a song called "False Prophets," and actually one of his verses is actually about Kanye West without saying Kanye West's name, but it's talking about he idolized him and all that, and then he got a little closer to him and see how he moved, and then didn't like how he did it, and he started thinking about him like that, you know, and talking about other people did not idolize him so it's it's interesting that some people have perspective to see that and you just gotta make sure that you you just you just gotta do what's right for you and make sure that you're keeping your moral compass the right way because if you can't rely on somebody else to have your compass for you 100 percent. all right well that i think we're about to hit an hour here folks um i hope you've enjoyed the conversation it was definitely a very deep uh conversation uh, we hit it. We went in a lot of different ways, but you know, hopefully, we walk away from this with an appreciation for, um, you know, uh, our perspectives on on role models and how we can use them to either inspire our children or how we gotta make sure that we watch how our children react to them. Um, without that being that thing being said, um, Mr. Locke, what do you have got going on this week? Anything? This week, um, I have an event. I have to go down to North Carolina, down North Carolina, Raleigh, with my wife. She has an event down there. Gonna do that. I'm gonna do some um, other things down there. We're gonna maybe have a little date night and whatnot out there. You know, beyond that, like I said, the weather's gonna get cold, so I'm gonna be sure to dress warm because uh, I'm not trying to get any cold out here. You know, and see what's happening with the news of this next week right here. Uh, what do you got going on? Uh, it's just another, a standard work week here. Um, you know, I think I mentioned to you it was a busy weekend. Uh, we had a, a there was a ball we went to last night, uh, which was awesome. You know, my wife and I haven't had a chance to dance together in a really long time, so uh, that was special. Uh, and then uh, today we just you know the pumpkin patch and fall festivals, and so I'm pretty exhausted. So I'm probably gonna take a long nap after this, but. Uh, <laughs> The rest of the week is pretty is going to be pretty chill. Um, I got some travel coming up in November. I'm looking forward to because it allowed me to go home for a little while and see my folks. Um, and then uh, for Thanksgiving, we got we're going to take another trip out to one of the other islands. Um, so to kind of stretch our legs a little bit. That's about okay. it, man. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, hopefully, some hopefully something juicy will pop in the news this week. Something that we can really sink our teeth into uh, next weekend. Uh, but even if there isn't, I'm sure we can find something else we can riff on for for uh, up to an hour. Uh, oh, yes. I, I've really enjoyed the last few weeks of conversation. I think they're important conversations, and I I think there's a lot um, to be learned from them. So I hope you, you know, hope our audience is seen it the same way as well. Yeah, I hope so as well. Is um, you know, we're just trying to, you know, put up, yeah, have a good conversation. This is like this is deep thought stuff, and I like it. It's good. All right, all right, man. Well, hey, uh, everybody, that kind of brings this uh, this episode to a wrap. I'm Mr. Fig. I'm Mr. Locke. Y'all stay blessed. Thank you.